Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Dundee Precious Metals fourth quarter 2021 earnings conference call. At this time, all participants are in listen-only mode. After the speaker presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. And if you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I want to like to hand the conference over to your speaker today. Jennifer Cameron, please go ahead. Thank you, and good morning. I'm Jennifer Cameron, Director, Investor Relations, and I'd like to welcome you to Dundee Precious Metals' fourth quarter conference call. With me today are David Ray, President and CEO, Hume Kyle, Chief Financial Officer, and Michael Dorfman, Executive Vice President, Corporate Development. After the close of business yesterday, we released our fourth quarter and annual results for 2020, as well as our three-year outlook and 2022 guidance and I hope you've had a chance to review our material. All forward-looking information provided during this call is subject to the forward-looking qualification, which is detailed in our news release and incorporated in full for the purposes of today's call. Certain financial measures referred to during this call are not measures recognized under IFRS and are referred to as non-GAAP measures or ratios. These measures have no standardized meanings under IFRS and may not be comparable to similar measures presented by other companies. The definitions established and calculations performed by DPM are based on management's reasonable judgment and are consistently applied. These measures are intended to provide additional information and should not be considered in isolation or as a substitute for measures prepared in accordance with IFRS, and we've outlined the nearest GATT measures to those referenced in this presentation on slide three of the webcast. Please refer to the non-GAAP financial measures section of our most recent MDNA and reconciliations of these non-GAAP measures. Please note that unless otherwise stated, operational and financial information communicated during this call are related to continuing operations and have generally been rounded. References to 2020 pertain to the comparable periods in 2020, and references to averages are based on midpoints of our outlook or guidance. I'll now turn the call over to David Ray. Thanks, Jennifer. Good morning, and thank you all for joining us. This morning, I'll briefly review the highlights of our full year results and our operational performance before handing the call over to Hume to discuss our financial results. As we reported yesterday, 2021 was an excellent year for DPM across a number of areas. We produced approximately 310,000 ounces of gold, delivering record production for the third consecutive year. We continued to manage our costs resulting in an industry-leading all-in sustaining cost of $657 per gold ounce. We generated record financial results in 2021, including $252 million of free cash flow and $202 million of adjusted net earnings. And we ended the year in a very strong financial position. During the year, we strengthened our asset portfolio, increasing mineral reserves and extending mine life at Chalapech, and added the high-quality Loma Laga project to our development portfolio. We continued to advance our exploration activities at Adetepe, Chalapech, and Timok, 
And in addition to our strong operating performance and advancements of our growth pipeline, <clears throat> we also returned a total of $33 million to shareholders through our quarterly dividend and share repurchase program during the year. Yesterday, we also announced that we increased our quarterly dividend by 33% from $0.03 cents to $0.04 cents per share, given our strong outlook for the business and commitment to disciplined capital allocation. And finally, we continue to deliver on our ESG priorities, which is demonstrated by the positive ratings that DPM received from rating agencies, including an A rating by MSCI and a score in the 91st centile among metals and mining companies in the 2021 S&P Corporate Sustainability Assessment. Turning now to the highlights of our operations, I'll start with Chalapetch. Chalapetch continued its track record of consistent performance producing approximately 177,000 gold ounces and 35 million pounds of copper at an all-in sustaining cost of $722 per ounce. In Q4, Chalapetch produced 49,000 ounces of gold and 9 million pounds of copper, which was above our expectations for the quarter as a result of higher gold grades and recoveries. We continue to focus on extending the mine life through our in-mine and brownfields exploration programs. In November, we received approval for a one-year extension to the Stedepetka Exploration License, which surrounds the Chalapetch mine. This allows us to move forward with the commercial discovery phase work. Uh, permitting is nearing completion, and we plan to undertake a 35,000-meter drilling program this year. In 2021, we also continued testing conceptual targets within the Breveni Exploration License, as well as scout dwelling at several near mine prospects, including Bosdol, Petrovden, and Charladiri. With a mine life that extends to 2029, an updated mineral resource base, an increased in mine and brownfield exploration drilling, we believe there's strong potential to continue our track record of mine life extension at Shalapetch. Adesepi has continued to deliver impressive performance, producing approximately 133,000 gold ounces in 2021 at an all-in sustaining cost of $583 per ounce. In Q4, Adetepe achieved a new record for quarterly production with approximately 34,000 gold ounces, which is slightly above plan due to higher grades. As we look to the year ahead, we are assessing the results of the accelerated grade control program at Adetepe. This drilling was completed in January, and initial information for the 2022 mining areas was reflected in our production guidance for 2022. Um, sorry, I said the work was completed in 2020. I said meant 2022. We are in the process of incorporating the results from this drilling program into an optimized mine plan, which is expected to be completed in the first quarter, sorry, in the third quarter of 2022. We are continuing our exploration efforts around Adetepe with 20,000 meters of drilling planned in 2022, which will be focused on near mine target delineation and drilling within the mine concession and surrounding Krimovica exploration license, as well as scout and target delineation on regional licenses, including Chirite, where several new vein targets were identified in 2021. Turning to Sumit, the smelter processed approximately 190,000 tons of complex concentrate in 2021. Uh, this was slightly below our revised guidance for the year as a result of the planned maintenance shutdown during the first quarter, as well as unplanned maintenance downtime during the second half of the year related to water leaks in the Osmalt off-gas system. Despite lower than expected throughput, cash cost performance of $479 per ton was in line with guidance. 
Our strong 2021 results demonstrate our ability to deliver significant free cash flow and our commitment to allocating our capital in a disciplined manner. Looking forward, we've updated our three-year outlook, and that reflects a strong production and attractive all-in sustaining cost profile. Hume will provide further details in a moment, but I want to highlight that while our outlook for all-in sustaining costs reflect higher costs associated with ocean freight and higher prices for electricity and direct materials in Bulgaria, we have a strong track record of leveraging innovative technologies that optimize performance and mitigate these cost pressures. For example, at Chalapet Chinaratepe, we've successfully implemented advanced uh, process control technology, resulting in greater process efficiencies and improved recoveries. Another highlight is how we've utilized blast movement technology at Adatep to reduce dilution and ore loss and in, in turn increase gold production. So leveraging DPM's strong culture of innovation to optimize performance, we can look to reduce costs and improve safety and expect that to continue to be a priority as we move forward. In terms of future growth, we continue to advance our portfolio of growth projects. Since acquiring the Loma Larga project in the third quarter of 2021, we focused on integration activities, stakeholder engagement, and a review of the technical studies and permitting schedule for the project. We are targeting to complete a revised feasibility study in 2022 and have commenced a 15,800 meter drill program in support of the technical study in the first quarter. We're also progressing discussions with the government of Ecuador on the investor protection agreement, which we plan to complete prior to making any significant capital commitments on the project. Based on our revised permitting schedule, we expect to receive the major environmental permits towards the end of 2022, which we expect to be followed by finalization of an exploitation agreement with the government and receipt of construction permits. Turning to the TMOC project in Serbia, we continue to progress the feasibility study based on uh, the oxide and transitional portions of the deposit, which is on track for completion in Q2 of 2022. As we advance the feasibility study, we have several initiatives underway that are directed at reducing the initial capital estimate to optimize overall economics. Last night, we announced that as part of the Board of Directors' ongoing succession and refreshment process, our chair, Jonathan Goodman, will not be standing for re-election at the upcoming annual meeting of shareholders. Peter Gillen, currently deputy chair, will assume the chair position subject to his re-election at the annual meeting. On behalf of the board and the entire team at DPM, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge Jonathan for the pivotal contributions he has made since 2003 in his capacity as founder, shareholder, CEO, and now chair of DPM. Starting with the acquisition of our Bulgarian assets and the transformation into world-class operations, Jonathan has been an integral part of our growth into the leading environmentally and socially responsible mid-tier producer we are today. His strong leadership and guidance over the year established a strong over the years established a strong foundation for our company's values, which we have been critical, which have been critical to our success and will continue to serve us going forward. To wrap up, 2021 was another very strong year for DPM. Our strong gold production profile and significant free cash flow generation positions us well to continue delivering value for all of our stakeholders. We've also demonstrated a strong track record of deploying our capital in a disciplined manner. In addition to enhancing our portfolio with the high-quality Loma Laka project, we've continued to pay a quarterly dividend since 2020. In aggregate between our dividends and share repurchases, we returned approximately $33 million or 13% of our free cash flow back to shareholders in 2020, 2021 sorry, 
And as mentioned, we are further increasing our quarterly dividend by 33%, reflecting our positive outlook for the business. We firmly believe that DPM's strong fundamentals continue to represent a compelling value opportunity for our investors. And I'll now turn the call over to Hume for a review of our financial results and outlook, following which we will open the call to questions. Thanks, David. Uh, as David mentioned, uh, we had record annual gold production in 2021, and together with uh, a favorable commodity price environment and solid all-in sustaining cost performance, uh, we delivered record annual earnings and cash flow. In the fourth quarter, adjusted net earnings were 51 million or 27 cents per share, up 16% year over year. And for the year, adjusted net earnings were 202 million or $1.09 per share, compared with $1.04 per share in 2020, representing a 4% increase. These increases were primarily attributable to higher realized metal prices, higher gold volumes, or sorry, higher volumes of metals sold, partially offset by higher operating and royalty expenses, lower annual throughput at SUMED, and a weaker U.S. dollar. Net earnings attributable to common shareholders for 2021 were $210 million. This included a $20 million gain from the sale of mine RP, as well as a mark-to-market after-tax loss in respect of our Sabina special warrants and shares none of which are reflective of our underlying performance. In terms of our cash flow metrics, cash flow from operations before changes in working capital was $80 million for the fourth quarter, up $30 million from Q4 2020, and $309 million for the year, up $60 million year over year. Free cash flow was also higher in the fourth quarter uh, with a, a cash flow generation of $66 million up 67% compared to 2020, and for the year free cash flow generated was $252 million, up 19% from 2020, representing one of the stronger cash flow yields in the sector. These year-over-year increases in cash flow reflect the same factors that impacted our earnings, as well as the favorable impact from the fulfillment of the pre-existing prepaid for gold sales arrangement partially offset by higher cash outlays for sustaining capital expenditures. Turning to our consolidated cost measures, we continue to focus on margin improvement and cost performance at all of the operations. For the quarter, our all-in sustaining cost was $757, up 16% relative to 2020, due primarily to higher operating expenses and higher treatment charges, partially offset by higher volumes of gold sold. For the year, we reported an all-in sustaining cost of $657 per ounce, which was in the middle of our guidance and comparable to 2020, reflecting solid operating performance at both Chelapech and at Atepe, as well as higher byproduct credits attributable to higher realized prices from copper, partially offset by higher operating expenses, royalties, and sustaining capital expenditures. At SUMED, Q4 costs per ton were $445, up $39 compared to 2020, due primarily to higher operating expenses as a result of higher maintenance costs, partially offset by higher sulfuric acid byproduct credits, reflecting the higher prices that we received. For the year, cash cost per ton was $479 for 2021, which was lower at the lower end of the guidance range and up $102 compared to 2020, 
reflecting lower volume smelted and the fixed cost nature of the facility combined with a stronger czar relative to the US dollar. From a capital expenditure standpoint, our sustaining capital expenditures incurred during the fourth quarter were 12 million, which was comparable to the corresponding period in 2020. For the year, our sustaining capital expenditures were 53 million, up, 40, up from 41 million in 2020, reflecting the Q1 plan maintenance at SUMEB and accelerated grade control drilling at Atatepe. Growth capital expenditures incurred during the quarter were 7 million, up 3 million in the from the corresponding period in 2020. And for the year, growth capex was 17 million compared to 8 million in 2020. These year-over-year -year increases were due primarily to the work related to the development of our TMAC and Loma Logger gold projects. Turning to our updated three-year outlook and more detailed 2022 guidance, for 2022, we're expecting increased production relative to the previous outlook as a result of higher expected recoveries at Chelopech, partially offset by lower expected gold production at Atatepe, reflecting the results of its accelerated grade control drilling program. Over the next three years, we currently expect annual production to average approximately 270,000 ounces of gold per year and 35 million pounds of copper in line with our prior outlook. From a cost standpoint, we continue to forecast an attractive cost profile with an all-in sustaining cost per ounce of gold expected to be between $750 and $890 uh, in 2022. Over the next three years, we expect an average annual all-in sustaining cost in the range of $675 to $805 with year-over-year -year variations reflecting expected gold uh, grades and volumes of gold concentrate delivered to third-party smelters. These ranges are up roughly 5% from our prior outlook, reflecting recent cost increases in respective ocean freight, electricity, and direct materials, and higher sustaining capital expenditures, partially offset by higher copper uh, byproduct pricing. At the smelter, annual throughput is expected to be between 210 and 240,000 tons in 2022 and 2023, and between 220 and 250,000 tons in 2024. This reflects a targeted 18-month furnace maintenance schedule with the next shutdown expected during the second quarter of 2022. Cash cost per ton of complex concentrate smelted is expected to be between $380 and $460 per ton in 2022, and then will drop to between $340 and $450 per ton during 2023 and 2024, reflecting the impact of increased throughput, as well as estimated cost savings from a comprehensive initiative directed at optimizing the cost structure of the smelter. Sustaining capital expenditures are expected to be between 57 and 67 million in 2022, and thereafter decline to between 46 and 54 million in 2023. This is up from our previous outlook due primarily to Chilopetra's upgrade of its tailing management facility, uh, some of which is carryover from 2021, mobile equipment purchases, underground capital development, and some capitalized deferred stripping costs at Atatepe that were previously treated as an operating expense. In 2024, sustained capital expenditures are expected to decrease uh, further to a range of 42 to $49 million. For 2022, we also plan to reinvest additional 
uh, capital to grow the business. In particular, growth capital expenditures are expected to be between 31 and 49 million, comprised primarily of 21 to 31 million related to the technical and permitting work associated with the Loma Larga Gold Project, and 8 to 12 million related to the feasibility study for the TMOC Gold Project. And exploration is expected to be between 16 and 19 million and will be focused primarily on 60, a 60,000 meter brownfield drilling program on mine concessions and exploration licenses primarily at or around the Chelopech and Atatepe mines in Bulgaria and the Timok Gold Project in Sirmia. In closing, 2021 was another solid year of operating performance with record free cash flow generation of 252 million of which 35 million was invested towards improving the margin and extending the life of our existing assets and to developing our Loma Larga and Timok Gold projects. And 33 million was returned to shareholders in the form of dividends and share buybacks. As a result, our cash position increased by 185 million to 334 million at December 31st. And with no debt, we are well positioned to develop our existing assets and to invest in new growth opportunities in a disciplined manner while continuing to return capital to our shareholders, a base portion of which will continue to be in the form of a sustainable quarterly dividend, which for Q1 has been increased by 33% to 4 cents, reflecting the continued free cash flow generation of the business and our positive outlook. With that, I will turn the call back to the operator. I'm reminder to ask a question. You will need to press star 1 on your telephone, and to withdraw your question, just press the pound key. Once again, that's star 1 for questions, star 1. One more for questions. Our first question is on the line of Trevor Turnbull from Scotiabank. You may begin. Hi, thank you. Um, I just had a question about some of the refined guidance uh, you gave at Atatepe after doing some of the uh, delineation drilling. Um, I couldn't remember if this was the first year that you've done this delineation drilling. Um, and if it isn't the first year, can you just kind of remind us of how that's worked out in the past? I guess I'm just trying to kind of benchmark the changes you saw in the guidance for Atatepe this year, maybe compared to previous years and if there's any read-through uh, for the remaining life of mine. Hi, Trevor. Um, I don't have the precise uh, numbers to hand, but just uh, no, this is not the first year that we've done this. So from the original um, resource model that we had, uh, we looked at what would be the best spacing in order to give us uh, the most representative grade control model. And in the course of doing that, uh, for the first year of production, what we recognized was that there was a reduction in tonnage relative to the resource model, and there was an increase in grade. And the two effectively offset with a, about a 3% positive number of ounces. So overall, it didn't make a material effect in the sense of the ounces, but it was slightly positive in terms of what, uh, what we could expect to see at the facility. And then just closing that commentary, what you also see is that from the grade control model through the plant, we're also seeing a slight bias to the positive in terms of um, gold ounces as well. So to your specific question, not the first time that we've done this, when we did 2022, and that's all that we've taken into account at this point, uh, we had the same thing where we saw a tonnage reduction and a grade increase, and it was offset slightly the other way. So it was slightly lower in terms of the number of ounces, but not material. And as a consequence of that, that's why we adjusted the guidance for 2022. 
Um, what we've done, we've finished off in January this year that 217-kilometer uh, program which started last, uh, last year. Um, and we are busy at the moment taking that information uh, into hand with the idea being that what we will do is we'll revise um, our outlook for the remainder of the life of mine at some point in Q3 this year. Okay, thank you, thank you, David. Sorry, um, you did say, can can you read it through? No, I wouldn't do that at this point. So what we're finding is that it was slightly positive, actually, for the first two years. It was slightly below for 2022. I wouldn't read anything through at this point. Yeah, no, just kind of normal variance uh, both ways. Yeah. The um, the other question I had is about the smelter, and I apologize, Hugh may have touched on it, and I, I may have missed it. I just wondered um, if you had, if if Hume did mention, or if you can tell us a bit about uh, the amount of Chelapetch concentrates going to the smelter. Is it going to be a bit like last year, uh, where you're continuing to use potentially third party uh, for your concentrates, or or is that starting to to flow back in greater proportion to uh, SUMEP? Um, yeah, I would say that we're continuing to divert material to China where we uh, where we can, uh, but uh, we we will probably send a little bit more material to to SUMEB in 2022 than we did in 2020 uh, in 2021, but you know very comparable. Okay, I appreciate it. That's all I had, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. Once again, that's star one for questions. Star one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And I'm not showing any further questions in there. Oh, never mind. I do have a question from Wayne Lamb from RBC. You may begin. Hey, morning, guys. Um, just have a question at Chalapetch. Uh, you guys had mentioned uh, seeing a bit of improvement on the recoveries uh, to offset. Um, just wondering if you might be able to provide a little bit more detail on that front. Uh, sure. Hi, Wayne. Um, historically, if you look, what we've done is we've um, optimized the overall recovery over time. And I think if you, uh, you look at the MDNA, you'll notice that for last year it was around 76%. Um, if you go back a number of years, you'll find that that was down in the 60% number. So what we've been doing is we've been uh, maximizing the amount of pyrite concentrate at commercial, uh, commercial terms as a, a previous activity. But in 2022, we also started to bring in some additional things that we've been working on. So we've done some activities uh, which are focused on um, sort of the initial reaction to the information that we're getting in the plant to work with the supervision in terms of giving them the tools required to be able to take uh, decisions uh, more precisely first time as opposed to, you know, more of a learning curve. And those things were this two different elements to that. One is more of a management process, but the other piece is this um, advanced control technology that we were talking about that we've been working with uh, Metsa Autotech on implementing across our operations, by the way, but for last year it had impact specifically at Chalapetch and Atatepe. So what's uh, now happening is we've got that, which is giving us a slight reduction in variability, which ultimately means the recovery overall goes up. 
And then for 2022, we're also working on another thing now, which is looking at the grade recovery relationship and the appropriate point for that relative to what implications that has for the life of mine for Chalapetch. So there's quite a big additional activity that's going on at the moment that we anticipate has the potential to take that recovery to around 80% in total between pyrite and uh, copper concentrates. So a few different things over time, things that happen in 2021 and what you can expect to see this year. Okay, perfect, thank you. And then um, just a quick question at Aditepe. Um, should we expect to see any uh, major change in the strip ratio uh, over the three-year outlook? Uh, yes. So um, actually, this year relative to uh, previous years, the strip ratio has uh, increased as we uh, get into pushback too. That's the, the main thing that affects the ounces uh, projection for this year. Just at a very high level, the main part of that work will be in the first three quarters, and Q4 is going to revert more to what we were seeing in, 2000, in uh, 2021 just in terms of um, that additional work. So, yes, that strip ratio uh, for this year has gone from two to four, uh, and we'll revise the strip ratios as we complete some of the work that's now going on with the grade control modeling. So we've previously projected what that is in the technical report. If, uh, feel free to look at that or give us a call if you'd like to get more clarification on that. We'll be revising that as we get into Q3 this year. Okay, great. That's all I had. Thank you, guys. Our next question will come from the line of Don DeMarco from National Bank. You may begin. Well, hi. Thank you, operator, and uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, my question has to do with the exploration program at Atatepe. So I see that for 2022, you've got, I think it's 20,000 meters budgeted. Uh, Chalapach is 35. I'm just thinking, looking at the mine life at Atatepe, um, does the program reflect a priority to uh, try to extend the mine life? And, and if you can talk about maybe the most promising, what the most promising targets might be in terms of uh, resource accretion and extending the mine life. Thank you. Hi, Don. Um, yeah, so Chalapetch, uh, keep in mind that's only really talking about um, Spedapec. is around 35,000 meters, right? That's going to be new. This is an area we've been looking to drill and unfortunately have things uh, delayed with some of the election processes in Bulgaria. So that's the most the biggest focus. But the number that you quoted in total uh, for Chalapetch, uh, keep in mind that that's only part of the activity there. We also do an additional 45,000 meters from underground, of which two thirds of that um, is extensional. So, you know, Chalapetch, you know, in that sort of 50 to 60,000 meters, 35,000 meters is going to be focused on Svetopetka, but, you know, as I mentioned, another 44,000 meters on top of that. In terms of Krumagrad, um, this, these are the targets that you know, we want to do work on with the idea being that we're looking at what opportunities we have to bring in these and other resources um, into um, Adetepi as we get towards the mine life. So there's actually a bit of a, uh, a spread of um, sort of activity. You know, we've got um, Chirite, Dalbukarek, Elovo, and um, other areas immediately around uh, Krumagrad. And we've got this new uh, exploration license called Krimovica, um, which is immediately around the asset that, that we're now you know, actively doing more work on. I suspect that you're going to see some development in our focus on these targets through the years. So this is going to be something that will be an ongoing conversation. 
do I feel that it's appropriate for where we are? I feel it's appropriate given the targets that we have and the work that we feel uh, we should be doing. Uh, we obviously do recognize there's some urgency to replacing uh, the current resource and reserve um, at, uh, at, at Atatepe. I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. That's all for Thanks, me. Thanks, Don. Once again, at star one for questions, star one. And I'm not showing any further questions in the queue. I'd like to turn the call back over to Jennifer Cameron for any closing remarks. Thank you all for joining us today. Um, if there are no further questions, um, please feel free to reach out, and we look forward to keeping you updated on the next call. And this, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. Everyone have a great day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.